Oh, wait, you didn't count down. That's okay. Keep going. We can edit it out. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, wait, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I need you to look at my Facebook post. You want me to open up your Facebook post? Um, yeah. I mean, this is one from yesterday. Okay. Or do you want to just look at my phone? No, nah, I'll pull up. I got you right here, man. I don't want right. to bend that far. <laughs> All right. So you need to go. You need to go to the one that says uh, them. It starts off saying them. Them. Yeah. That Them, right okay, there, got right it. There. Now read what it says. How's life? Me, everything's on track. <laughs> Everything is on track, thanks. The track. And it looks like something out of Big Thunder Mountain. Now, what did what did Dan write? <laughs> looks like you just need more turns. <laughs> oh, boy. The track on this looks like it hadn't had a train on it. For probably a good hundred years. Yeah, it's missing some rails. Yeah, it's for, missing some rails. No, the rails are there. The railroad ties are gone. The ties. It's missing ties. Yeah, it's missing ties, and it looks like the earth underneath it just. No, it looks like, you know, the ranch from Netflix meets Thomas Kincaid meets Trailer Park Boys meets M. Night Shyamala. Like, that's a mystery-looking picture right there. What? the hell did you just like it's peaceful okay that's like scary that's like psychedelic you take taking mushrooms or something never ever taken a psychedelic in my life ever not even to experiment what in high school the four things that you just came up with like how do you pull that out of your ass well dude fucking look at this picture dude that thing it looks peaceful but it looks scary i'm just saying it looks kind of scary i wouldn't want to be on that train what are we on? Are we on Instagram? We're on Twitter and Instagram. So you need to post this on there. I got you. Screenshot it and post it on there. I got it. So at least if, if anybody really cares to know, they can look at it and see at least what we're talking about. Going on there tonight, folks. All right. Hey, two loose screws. I'm Chris at Sean. How's it going? It's another day. How you feeling? I, well, actually, I was feeling okay, but I'm back to work this week and... Uh, I literally got thrown to the wolves. Everybody, everybody that I have in my crew, freaking decide to call in on Sunday, except for Dan. So Do you just, think they're trolling you? No, no. I know one dude's. He's got like bronchitis, and he's not going to be in for like the rest of the month. So I feel bad for him. Um, another dude just called out because he was he was out all night, so he couldn't make it in. But and they also have a bunch of training and stuff going on. So that like we're we're just we're outnumbered. We don't have enough people. We're not outnumbered. We just don't have enough people to do our job. You're not outnumbered. You have enough people. You just don't have enough people that show up on time. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I was off of work for five weeks and I just got thrown right back into 
oh, by the way, you're going to run the show. And so I walk in like, all right, I'm ready to like, you know, read my 6,000 emails and get caught up on everything, see how things were for five weeks. And I literally just had to jump right back into the leading role and start. Yeah. So you're like me. So if you take time off of work, you don't work. Yeah. You don't check your emails. No. You don't do none of that. I don't do that either. No. If I'm off, I'm off. I've got people that I work with. They'll be off and I'll get like text messages, phone calls, emails. And it's like, what? Why did you even take off? You're working more on your off day than you are on your on day. Oh, no. What what cracked me up was I got back to work and my, my phone just blew up. Right. I I think I had like, I don't know, 900 texts or something like that. And then, of course, I had a bunch of missed calls. And one of them was my boss. My boss called me on December 9th. And then he texts me, call me as soon as you get this. So, and that was December 9th. You were not at work. Right. Well, I was off the whole month of December. Right. And the first week of January. So but he's texting you, call me, even yeah. though you're not working. Text, yeah. That makes sense. Call me as soon as you get this, right? <laughs> so Sunday was a, my first day back at work and he don't work that day. So I called him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fucker, are you going to call me on my off day? I'm going to call you on your off day. Eat that. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course he didn't answer. So, no, I didn't talk to him till today. Was, was he mad that you didn't pick up his call back in like, you know, December? No, I actually have no clue what it was about. I don't know. He probably doesn't remember either. He probably thinks you're just one of those guys like, hey, you know, you, you're on medical leave, but I'm going to call your work phone and I'm going to have you call me back. Like, Dude, come on. Right? Boss, if you're listening to this, shame on you. I Whatever. No, There's, shame on you. Here's the thing. There's times where I used to pick up, but at that point, you know, the company was paying overtime, and right now they're not because, obviously, with the way that the economy's going, and it's just they've they've taken all. Dude, we all live in a world away. where Amazon lays off like 10,000 people. You mean to tell me that Amazon is losing money? Oh, there's no way in hell they're losing. No money. way. There's a, you know what? I'm I think I'm one of the people that are like completely supporting Amazon right now. I keep getting boxes. It's like Christmas every day at my house. Yeah, we have the ring video doorbell and I'll be at work and like that thing will go off like three or four times and I'll look down and it's like that's eh, another Amazon driver. It's like y'all don't coordinate. No one so it's not that they're losing money. It's I gotta sneeze. Thank you. Gesundheit. Thank you. It's not that they're losing money. It's like you think they could have coordinated. It took three drivers to deliver three packages. You think they could have just delivered them at once. Yeah. Well, Gesundheit. I didn't sneeze. Sneezes for the week. Better than holding it in from my understanding. That pressure can create an aneurysm. <laughs> and make your eyeballs pop out. But anyway, no, yeah, so it's that, like I'll look but... at my, my, my ring video doorbell and like three different Amazon drivers will pull up three different times throughout the day. And it's like, y'all need to coordinate. Yeah, they need to take some lessons from UPS. Yeah, the ups guy. Yeah. You remember that old joke like if FedEx and UPS merged? No. They'd be fed up. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Throw Amazon in there. Fed up in the Amazon. I always joked around and said that I think some of my kids look like the UPS driver. I know that's terrible. 
There is a lot of blondes in your family. You don't have blonde hair. I, well, I did. I did when I was a kid. I, actually, you know what? A friend of mine. Um, oh. Sorry. Here's the my, truth my of phone, the matter. My phone's been blowing up all day today. And look, it, it's still blowing up. Bum, 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 bum. Dude, do you know you have like a wrench and a nut oh, you as your screensaver? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you understand what's going on there? I understand exactly what's going on there. Yeah, that's me feeding my family. Ah. You didn't, you didn't, get, you didn't catch that? I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to send it to you. That's got to get put on. Yeah. But let's get well. rid of that notification on the bottom. First. Well, I can, I can screenshot there. I can screenshot it and I can get that off. Anyway, in all due seriousness, there, if you me. ever meet any of his kids, it will take all of eight seconds or less. And there's no question whose kids they are. Oh yeah. No, I, I this is a total joke. Cause how many, how many people do you know that have nine kids? You know, hey, you really did text me. Yeah, yeah, I just sent it to you. I thought I was gonna have to remind you for it. No, no, no I just did it right away, and I cut, I cut out Farah. Anyway, hey, so <laughs> Farah Fawcett, dude, she's dead. Yeah, unfortunately, man, she was, she was a beauty. What year did that poster come out? It was so risque that oh, you know, basically you find on every magazine oh, no, in the I grocery store. I wasn't thinking of the poster. I was thinking of the centerfold that she did. I want to say it was in the 90s, the one that she did. Yeah, I where remember that one. Bing, bing. Got the thumbs, you know? Yeah, they're, they're, they're unusual. Holy crap. They're, they're, they're not natural, but yeah. yet they're natural. Anyway, moving on. It's... <laughs> anyway, kind of a... It's, it's been kind of a... Big, I'll say, sports slash sports entertainment newsweek, and we're it's only Tuesday. You want to go over some of the topics that's happened? Well, some of this is even coming from last week. Yeah, I got to be honest. I haven't really been keeping up with everything. I mean, I think there's a little bit that I know, but okay. So you've heard of Carlos Correa, yes? Carlos Mencia. Okay, so you have it. So Carlos Correa, he was a player for the Astros. You remember the year that they beat the Dodgers? Wait, the Astros. Yeah. Houston Astros. Uh-huh. Wait, when? Well, he was with the Twins last year. Oh. Okay. But for several years before, I want to say like 2015 or something like that, he was with the Astros. And then it was 2016, I think, the Cubs won the series. 2017, it was Astros versus Dodgers. You remember that? We watched every single one of those games. Was that when we were in uh, Missouri? No, that was like last year. This is like going back like five years. Wait. Was that your house? Really? Well, between your house and my house. Oh, I didn't know. Well, you remember. I don't don't remember. But you know know me. I don't don't remember. Do you remember this? Do you remember me sitting on a couch? At either house and yelling at your television screen that those fuckers are cheating. And you just thought I'm just being a poor sport Dodger fan. As it turned out, those fuckers were cheating. I I don't remember. Were they greasing their balls? No, they were cheating on the pitch counts. What do you mean? 
and they were they were doing all kinds of shit. What do you got you got okay. Wait, wait, what do you mean by cheating on the pitch counts? What does that what does that mean? All right, pull See, out, I'm not pull a out your Google machine. I mean, yeah, I like the Cubs, but like I'm not. Pull out your Google machine. All right, what do you want me to look up? Why don't you look up Houston Astros cheating? They're still in the signs. Sign stealing. Oh. Houston Astros sign stealing scandal. Yeah. They got busted. Anyway, neither here nor there. Bottom line is Carlos Correa, he played for the Astros. And if you're an Astros fan, you probably loved having him on your team. And if you're a Dodgers fan, you'll never like anybody from that era. Including Verlander. You reading up? I'm just looking at some of the stuff that they have on here, but... All right. So, let me kind of explain to you what's going on with him. He pl- he did a uh, a one-year deal for the Twins, just kind of like similar to what Cody Belger did. You know, just go out oh, there, yeah. do well, and then you'll get your big contract. Okay. So, the Giants, somewhere in the neighborhood, and I'm guessing on this, of like around $350 million, I want to say it was like a 13-year contract. He signed with the Giants. Well, they didn't like what they saw in his physical, so they backed out of the deal. Uh he then gets signed with the Mets. I think that deal was somewhere around like 315 for 12 years, something like that. And this has been going on for a minute. They didn't like what they saw in the physical, but they weren't necessarily backing out on the deal. They just wanted, I, as much as I want to say the guy was probably juicing or roiding or doing some kind of inappropriate supplement, I, I think it was like either his, his leg, his knee, something, something like that. His third leg. No, leg. couldn't run the bases fast enough. <laughs> no, I think he had surgery. I, I think, I think that's what it is. I think he had surgery. That's the the other thing about this is everybody's all mums the word with what happened on his physical. Nobody knows anything. All we know is that the Giants, they didn't like it. They backed out. The Mets, they were concerned. They wound up backing out. So now. He's right back there with the with the twins. And I want to say it's like a $200 million six-year deal, which, you know, $200 million is a lot of money. He's getting paid. The guy's probably got, you know, he's a World Series champion. He's probably got a net worth of at least $10 million, if I had to guess. So he ain't hurting for money. But, man, he had $350 million on the table. And it is just like, to me, it's just it's kind of karma coming around here. Because, you know, he was part of that whole cheating squad. And Dodger fans hate him. Okay. So, let me let me try and wrap my mind around this. Are you going to play devil's advocate? No, no, no. Let me just wrap my mind around this. So, he had an offer for $350 million, Yeah. But instead, he accepted an offer for $200 million. Well, he... So, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Is that correct? Sort of. Well, it just he couldn't get the three hundred and fifty million. Because so they he set, out. right, so he settled for two hundred. Yeah, it, right. Okay, I, hold on. Wasn't hold on. his first choice. I know, I know, I know. But so he went from three hundred fifty million to two hundred million. Yeah. To me, that kind of sounds like, hey, 
I just won the freaking lotto. I'm so excited. I won $350 million. Oh, wait, there's another winner? Oh, no, I only get half. Uh, well, I still won a lot of money. I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> still $200 million. No, dude's rich. But what's funny is, like, he had an opportunity to play for, you know, a pretty big deal team, the Giants. They're a big deal in the West. They had a bad year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he could have helped them out a lot. Um, they saw him unfit to play so much to the point they backed out of the deal because, you know, these deals, they're dependent upon the physical. They felt with his physical report, he was unfit to play. So then he goes to the Mets. They trim a few bucks off of his contract in a year. Still a lot of money. 12 years. So like, you know, he could have been a Mets lifer. And they're like, nah, you're unfit to play. So what's that say about the twins? That like, you know what? We'll give you two hundred million. Stay here six years. So, so like, how desperate are the what twins? What was the what was the original contract for? How many years? I want to say it was like three fifty for thirteen. For thirteen. So is he not making more money now? Only for six years though. Yeah, he's only got a six year contract. He's a young man. Yeah, but what's 350 divided by 13 as opposed to 200 divided by six. Yeah, he ain't hurt. He ain't going to hurt for money. But look at it like this. Everybody in baseball is after that big contract multi years. Sure, they want to be a say he, he makes his six years. He makes his 200 million and he's still good. Let's say he's still good in six years because you said he's young. Who's to say he can't get another 200 for six more years after that? And now here he's making more money in the long run. Than if he would have just signed the 350 contract. If he's not. Or made the 350 contract, right? I guess that's the that's the telltale. And that's going to be, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Because the, you know, the Giants, you know, their their staff and the Mets, their staff, they tend to think, okay, this guy's going to be injury prone. He's not worth that much. Yeah, but I don't know. To the I, Twins, it was worth it. But here's the funny thing. If you go on the Twins, the, the Twins website right now. They got all their Carlos Correa shit on sale for like nothing because he's no longer a twin until this evening. When I say this evening, it's Tuesday the 10th or whatever. You guys probably won't hear this until Friday. But either way, yeah, like his stuff is still on sale. I think the twins, it's like, you know what? We got them. Let's just, you know, you look at that market. Who else are they going to get? Well, I'm just saying, it, it, the way I see it is he kind of won on the deal. I mean, yeah, he didn't get the long contract, but that really could work to his advantage. If he, can if he stay, stays healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy and he and his, he does well, who's to say he can't go for another six years, 200, 250 million? Well, as a Dodger fan, I just find it funny because he was probably one of the top three shortstops in the market at the beginning of free agency. And now he's basically scraps. Hmm. I just, I think it's awesome. Speaking of baseball news and, and, and speaking of can't get a contract with a team, even though he had a contract, Trevor Bauer, he got reinstated and it didn't take, you know, I, I would say it didn't take long, but they waited until the last possible minute. They meaning the Dodgers pronouns, pal. Um, their deadline was Friday afternoon. They waited until Friday afternoon to announce they were going to cut ties with him. 
I have an opinion on this, but I want to hear your opinion. As far as well, I mean, it's California. Um, I I don't think I I honestly don't think they wanted to get rid of them. I don't think they had a choice. That's kind of where I land on it. I think that people in the locker room wanted him back because they know the condition of their current pitching landscape. They've got yeah. Dustin May, who has been injury prone. They got, you know, freaking um, Bueller, who he's not going to pitch again till probably at least September. Is uh, his contract over? Bueller? Bauer. Well, I mean, it is now. They, they released him and they paid him. They paid him out. Like, well, they just paid him out. Yeah. So I wonder if they were trying to work a trade with him first and they couldn't get a trade. So they just paid him out. No telling. But I, I think when it comes down to it is like, you know, L.A. is one of those bigger brands. They have one of the bigger fan bases. You look at the fan bases in baseball. You got the Yankees. You got the Braves. You got the Cubs. The Mets are up and coming. But then you got the Dodgers. Dodgers have one of the biggest, most loyal fan bases. But like the Dodger, the name like you know, the, the name biggest, itself. most loyal fan base. Is that what you said? One of them. One of them. Yeah. Can okay, name a couple. Name me three more. Cubs. Okay. Yankees. Yeah. Braves. Braves. Probably the Indians. Indians. Definitely Indians. Yeah. And I'll. Sox, I will never Sox. call them the Red Sox. Got a big following too. Yeah. Red Sox fans are like Yankees fans though. Yeah. They're angry. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. But, you know, that's kind of how the Dodger fan base is. And the Dodger fan base isn't subjective to just L.A. They're kind of like Yankees like that. There's Yankee fans all across the country. Oh, yeah. It's like Cubs fans. Same thing. Yeah. Cubs fans are everywhere. Yep. Anyway. Um, so where do you think Bowers is going to go? Like where if you if I had to guess, yeah, if you had to guess, where do you think he would end up landing? Probably back in Cincinnati or some smaller market that uh, doesn't have a lot of players like under contract right now. They got a little bit of money to give. He's not going to get three hundred mil for multi. You know, he'll he'll get like a one year deal or a three year deal, but it'll be something like you know, probably like that Justin Turner deal where it's like you know, twelve to nineteen million for like one to three years, something like that. See if he can't prove himself mm -hmm. on that, but. Bottom line is, I guess he's got to stop punching chicks and choking them out, even though he didn't punch anybody. He did choke them out, but I guess it was consensual. Well, you know, maybe you need to give him a call and tell him that he can pick up a Korean doll. <laughs> for $7,500? Chump change for him. He can choke that thing all he wants. So, sorry, I beat the table here. As a Dodger fan... I wanted to see Bauer back because I know we need the pitching. And so from a competitive standpoint, he needed to be back. They should not have gotten rid of him. Um, I don't agree with the fact that they, the, the DA of, you know, freaking Los Angeles or Pasadena or wherever the frick ever, they did not find him guilty. They found him innocent. You go on this chick's Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And like, you know, supposedly the you know morning of that she went to like the doctor or whatever she's doing like you know selfie videos of her and him like in bed together and he's sleeping and she's just smiling kissing at the camera and then lo and behold she shows up with like bruises and stuff 
And then like, you know, her own friends were like, you're full of shit or whatever. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. The, the, the guy was innocent from rape and abuse. That uh, that doesn't mean he's innocent from common sense. I guess the bottom line is when you've got a $300 million contract with a team, the caliber of Los Angeles Dodgers, you probably don't want to go all Christian Gray on a chick. Especially if she's got a reputation for being a, a locker room rat. Because she'd also doinked on Clevenger and Tatis Jr. with the Padres. Wow. Yeah, so she's made her way around the clubhouses. She's a high roller. Right? Literally. Pretty much. Anyway, I understand why they got rid of him because I think they were trying to pr- protect the brand. So, like, I'm aggravated about it, but I ain't mad about it. Bottom line is, do I think he's going to land somewhere? It would not surprise me if he never pitches again. I do, however, think he is going to land somewhere. It's you know he was already with you know Cincinnati. I think is where he got his Cy Young. I know his agent is has got good contacts inside Cincinnati, and he's still represented by that chick. So I can see her maybe making a few phone calls. Excuse me, getting him back into Cincinnati or some smaller market like that. The only big market I see taking a stab at him would probably be the Mets because they're kind of all in on like not giving a shit about what cost what this year. They've got one of the highest payrolls in freaking baseball. Like their luxury tax is going to be ridiculous. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. What else is going on in the world of sports? And oh, here's one sports entertainment. Oh yeah. Let's talk about WWE. You're about Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. So you tell me what you know of the situation. I'll fill in the dots. Well, the the I mean, I did a little bit of research on it, but before the research, the only thing that I heard was that Vince is coming back and he's coming back so he can sell the company. Correct. Um, what kind of baffled me is his daughter was co-chair and her husband is what development or what is that? Well, he's he's basically running the content. So it's yeah. called creative. Oh, he's creative. in charge of anything that goes on TV. So all the storylines, all the, the roster. You know. And from my understanding, everybody loves the fact that he's the one doing creative because he's a good dude. He's very popular in the locker room, which is funny because 10, 15 years ago, he was not very popular because they just, oh, he married the boss's daughter. So, I mean, I think that just kind of came with the territory. He's one of the best minds in the business. Always has been since he walked foot in there. I want to say in WWE, which was WWF at the time, I want to say it was like 95 when he showed up. But he had been running, you know, he came, he did a stint in WCW. Uh, He did a stint on the independent circuit. Bottom line is when he came in there, like he was, he's somebody you want in your locker room, you know, no drama, you know, straight edge as it comes. He's not going to fail a drug test. Not going to, you know, he's not going to get a DUI, anything like that. Didn't he come around the same time as like the rock? Kind of. Yes. Cause weren't they fighting for identity at the time? Well, yeah. So like he was part of that attitude era, which is like the most, popular time in WWF television. So you got to understand who was on top. And this is kind of going to give away the genius of what is Triple H. He was, 
in 98, that's when Austin was like at his peak. And um, at WrestleMania 14, 98, that's when he beat Shawn Michaels. Mike Tyson was a referee. Steve Austin was never more popular. So he is the most popular guy in the locker room. He's selling more t-shirts than anybody. He's breaking records that Hulk Hogan had set. And behind him, you've got The Rock, who was at the time a... Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold up. I just... Something came to my head. Yeah. There... I remember seeing a video at one time where Austin... I don't remember if he won or lost a match. And a fan ran up and Triple H beat the living crap out of this fan yeah. in the ring. That was in Germany. So Austin was a good guy. Triple H was a bad guy. Or, was, you know, you want carny talk. Austin was the baby face and Triple H was the heel. Okay. And it was a house show, so it wasn't televised. But, you know, some dude in the audience had a camera. And, yeah, the guy hit the ring and, you know, he went after Austin. Triple H comes behind him and just kind of like, you know, belly-to-back suplexes and just waylays on this guy's face. The referee is, it's funny because the referee's also beating the shit out of this guy too, but like Triple H didn't need the referee's help. They were just trying to teach this guy a lesson. You come through these ropes, you're, you're, you're taking your own personal health into your hands by doing that. Yeah, I I sure as hell, I mean, I know it's entertainment, but those guys, they're, they're built to be able to withstand the punishment that they're taking. I would not get into a ring with any of them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Anyway, going back, so when Austin was like, you know, the most popular, there's somebody who was coming up behind him. And, you know, within a year or so, he was, if not as popular, very close behind that was The Rock. Right. So if you're Triple H, this is what you're looking at. You're, you're part of, you know, the business was so rich with talent then because, like, you know, on the other channel, you had the, the WCW but they had the NWO. The NWO had Hogan, it had Hall, it had Nash. And like that that's pop culture right there. They're, those guys, they made it cool to be a bad guy. Like, they were just freaking cool. I don't know any way to <laughs> say it. They were just cool guys. So on WW, at the time F, you had Degeneration X. Michaels goes down with a back injury. Triple H takes over Degeneration X. You know, the crotch chop, suck it. Yeah. So he is, you know, I, I know WCW, I think they were on top for like 83 weeks in the ratings, but there was a point, I want to say around 99, 98, somewhere like that, WWF, I think, passed them. They never looked back. But bottom line is Triple H was the leader of Degeneration X, which was, if not the most popular, the second most popular group in wrestling. Okay? Okay. But he's smart, and he looks at the landscape. He's like, okay, Steve Austin's here. The Rock is here. There's not really a whole lot of room at the top for a good guy. But you know what? These guys need a bad guy to fight. I can do that. So he, it was, you know, his decision to leave the group in their prime. They were very popular when they broke up. Coincidentally, they wound up getting back together a few times, like, you know, once as, you know, bad guys, and then, you know, way, way, way later, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, I want to say in 06, reformed it again. Bottom line is Triple H, he 
he read the business part of it. He's like, there's no more room for a popular good guy, but these guys need a bad guy to fight. So from a business standpoint, he did the right thing. He's like, I'm going to go be the number one heel. I'm going to be the Ric Flair, if you will. So thank God he didn't go. Woo. <laughs> anyway, he wound up working with Ric Flair, though, later in the 2000s as evolution. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, yeah, people love. The only thing good that came out of Ric Flair was his daughter's. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. You don't like Ric Flair much, do you? No, but his daughters are beautiful. He he is very, very controversial right now, especially with this podcast that he's got going. He's got some different documentaries. I know they tried to retire him back in like the mid to late 2000s, like the, the aughts, the OOs or whatever, whether it be 2005, 6, 7, 8. I don't remember. They tried to retire him. He... He doesn't know how to stop. He will. I think his goal is to die in the ring. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he's he's making his rounds. Like he is considered, in a lot of wrestlers' opinions, as the greatest that there ever was and there ever will be. He's a lot of people's favorites, but he's also not making a lot of friends because he's got a lot of controversial opinions. And he'll he, he, you know, this podcast is giving him a platform to do a lot of shit talking, if you would. Yeah. But I'm veering off here, reeling back to what we were originally talking about, Vince McMahon. The, there's a lot of rumors out there right now that Vince is going to sell the company to Saudi Arabia and that he's going to take over the creative position, if you will. So Yeah, that was the report that I, I had just read. Well, here's here's my take on it. So if you look at the at the potential buyers or let's rewind it. Why did Vince come back? So Vince McMahon was the majority stockholder of their their class B stocks. So he had you know, he he had the the final vote. He elected himself and two other people that I guess if you want to call them Vince McMahon people, he elected them to the board. That was, I want to say, last week towards the end. Today, that board unanimously decided he would be the chairman again, executive chair. Should be noted that at the time, Stephanie was on the board. Nick Khan, who is the co-CEO, this not to be confused with Tony Khan, the president of AEW, Nick Khan is like a media mogul. So him and Stephanie have been running the company you know, from business standpoint, from a on-screen content television, creative and developmental standpoint, that's where Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, has been running things. Bottom line is the morale amongst the, the boys and the girls, they, they love Triple H today. He was not popular, you know, a few years ago just because everybody thought, well, you're only positioned where you're at because of your... You know, you know who who you're married to or who you're dating or whatever. You're the son-in-law. You're the prodigal or whatever. You know, here we are years later, and they figure, you know what, this guy really has his finger on the pulse. He developed NXT, which is their developmental, if you would. It's like their minor leagues. It's their feeder system. Yeah. They go out, they recruit talent, they train them, and they get them ready for, like, the, the main rosters, okay? He did all that. And when he was doing all that, Everything that because they 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 did a weekly television show. His stuff was more popular than the main brand stuff. So the stuff that he was doing 
was more popular with wrestling fans than the stuff that Vince McMahon was doing. Hmm, that's crazy. So yeah, he's very he's very very popular backstage right now. Um, does Vince McMahon take over creative? I mean, at the end of the day, he's Vince McMahon. He basically founded that company, built it. You know, he's back in charge. He can do, I guess, whatever he wants. Well, Should he do it? No. He he's a power hungry guy though. I he's mean, a control freak. He totally is. Total control freak. But I mean, genius. But the thing is, like at his age, like he's like in his seventies now. You know, he's it, the product is a lot different today. You know, the product has to be quicker. Like you know, back when I was growing up, and I'd watch it with my brother. Um, we, you know, these storylines would sometimes take six months to progress. It was like a slow burn. The, the audience today, they don't have patience for six month storylines. They're kind of experimenting with it a little bit right now with a character called Bray Wyatt, where they're kind of slow burning that. And there's a lot of intrigue to it, but you can tell people are getting impatient with some of the nuances of that storyline. Bottom line is. Vince McMahon, we think, and I think, and I think a lot of people think, he's kind of lost touch with, you know, the fan base. Triple H has a, a better grip on it, and he could also, if anything, he can reel the fans in. He can make those storylines slow burn because ultimately what you're going you're to get a big payoff, okay? Somebody's finally going to get their comeuppance, if you would, at this event right here. So this guy's been giving me shit from some since SummerSlam. I'm finally getting my hands on him at WrestleMania. And people will pay to watch somebody get their ass pretend kicked. <laughs> Triple H has a grip on that. McMahon, he'll he'll back out you know, he has proven multiple times he will back out on a storyline, leaving the fans being like, okay, well what happened there? I guess that's over. But now, as far as him coming back, the main reason him coming back is so he can sell the company. And that's what I really wanted to talk about. So you kind of broke a little bit of a story to me that it is rumored, and I'm guessing by the time that this podcast airs, we'll know the truth or not, Saudi Arabia is in the talk. So here's why I do see that as a possibility. Excuse me. So Saudi Arabia has paid for these premium live events. They get streamed on their network, which is part of Peacock. It's basically a paid house. So WWE doesn't have to sell a ticket one because Saudi Arabia, that investment group, they paid a millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to come to Saudi Arabia and put on a show. And they're like selling out. I say selling out. They're filling up soccer stadiums. But WWE doesn't have to do anything except provide the card because Saudi Arabia paid for it. Whereas if you do a show, say in, you know, Phoenix, you got to market that show. You got to advertise it. You got to list the card well in advance, and then you got to sell tickets. And if you sell tickets, you make money. If you don't sell tickets, you don't make money. WWE's already made the money, big money here. Here's an example. Shawn Michaels and triple H wrestled undertaker and Kane a few years ago. Shawn Michael was retired. It was speculated that he was paid somewhere in the neighborhood of $3 million to do one match. So he worked the half hour and made $3 bucks. That's how much money Saudi Arabia is paying out. So Saudis have the money. Is that necessarily the best thing for 
WWE, who knows? Because one thing it would do is it would cause WWE to go from a publicly traded company back to a private company. And if that's the case, then McMahon's going to do whatever he wants because he'll probably stay on board for a minute. But I don't see the company flourishing under those circumstances. I see it fizzling out. Whereas if you take like, I, to me, the number one company that makes sense to buy in would have been Comcast because they're already tied to USA, Peacock, all that. That makes sense. They, the other one that would make sense would be Fox because Fox owns the rights on SmackDown. Lastly, somebody said once upon a time Disney was in the hunt. That kind of makes sense because I know that Disney, they own the rights to the WWE media rights like overseas, like in Asia and whatnot. So it's like, okay, they can just bring that north and you know, there's something else for their Disney+. Plus. Well, that makes sense. Let's, let's watch uh, Mickey Mouse wrestle Goofy. Ha ha! A Yeah. Right. Now that I've spent like the last probably eight minutes just boring people to death with wrestling business, we're going to go right into that. That I would pay money to see that. <laughs> Gorsh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> anyway. That, that would be something. Anyway, it, it's fun to watch as a wrestling fan, but I mean, I think it's fun to watch you even just as a stockholder because like when they announced at the end of last week that, you know, McMahon was coming back, all the fans are like pissing and boo-hooing, but stocks went up like five, ten bucks a share. Yeah, it, uh, I was looking at that. I was telling you, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, their fifty-two week low was like forty-five or forty-six dollars. They're currently at like ninety dollars right now. It's because they know the company's selling five bucks off of Disney at the moment. Disney's ninety-five bucks a share. Well, they know that he came back to sell. And I mean, when he's like, they're going to what they evaluate that company at like what? Six, seven billion. Well, uh, net market share was, I want to say six point six billion something. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to go buy a few shares of WWF stock, doesn't it? Sorry, WWE. Yeah, but it's not worth it now. I mean, it had been worth it six months ago. Yeah, definitely. Because let's see here, we're in January, six months ago would have been August. Actually, it would have made the most sense when Vince got, when Vince backed out. That would have been July. Yeah. That would have been the perfect time to buy in. Yeah. I don't know, I'm following this very closely because I can see this as being the complete, utter end of WWE. Or if it's done right, which I don't have the faith that it's going to be. It, it could mean that, okay, you know what? This company is going to flourish for another, you know, 50, 60 years. I think it belongs in the hands of Comcast because Comcast will let the people in place currently run it. I don't see Vince McMahon stepping back into a creative position. I see Triple H doing it because here's the other thing that we got to think about. Stephanie McMahon resigned today. Yeah. But the only reason she came out of like, cause she kind of resigned, you know, right before all these allegations of misconduct on Vince's part, she wanted to go spend some, you know, she was the chief brand officer. She wanted to go spend more time with her girls cause her girls are getting older. Her and Triple H, they've got three daughters. Well, then all this crap happens with Vince. She's got to come out of that early retirement and be like, all right, well, I guess I'll go run the company with Nick Khan. 
because <laughs> they needed a McMahon in there. And now that Vince is back, she's like, all right, peace, I'm out, see ya. I don't think there's any drama. I think she, she she's a daddy's girl. She did her dad a favor. Her dad called her up was like, hey, I need to resign. Will you step in for a few months? Everybody knew he'd be back. Yeah, well, what's the point of taking a step away and then turn around and come back? Well, what's the whole point behind that? She did her dad a favor. No, I know, but why even leave? Because the allegation, when she left, the allegations weren't a thing. No, I know. So even though he had allegations, why did he leave? Um, he was probably given some bad advice, I think. I don't think he wanted to leave. I think he. Wanted, oh, I'm sure he didn't want to leave. I think he's a fighter, and I think he wanted to stay because he, you know, he made it through the steroid scandal. He's made it through, you know, a couple other of these similar type, you know, sexual misconduct type things. Like you know, once was with the ring announcer, and then like there was another like with the masseuse. He's made it through all these, but this one right here, you know, it's 2022 at this point now. Well, were those when he was a private company? He was a private company, and it was a different time. So that's probably why. It's just because of the fact that it's a public company now. He not probably, only that, but you kind of probably felt the he had no choice but to step away. Yeah, but like people are more, you know, some people use the word woke. People are more sensitive to that sort of thing now. Yeah. So he stepped away probably on what he feels was some bad advice. And once that blew over, because they launched an internal investigation. And the funny thing is, is one of the guys who was heading the investigation was one of the board members who basically got axed to make room for him. <laughs> like, dude, they need to make a movie out of this. Actually, that's probably not a bad idea to have a, a movie kind of explaining the history of WWE and everything. I mean, it would be a long-ass movie, but it would be pretty interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, they had to axe three board members last week to make room for him and the two he brought with him. And wow. one of the ones that got the axe was one of the ones who headed the investigation, the internal investigation, into him. And it's not that they necessarily... I don't want to use the phrase wrongdoing because, you know, he's a married man. Even today, he's still legally married to Linda McMahon. Now... Supposedly, they haven't been together in years. Like, you know, she's off doing her thing. He's off doing his thing. And they just, they stayed married. But they're not together, if that makes sense. Hmm. And he kind of fucked up on a interview with Pat McAfee. That one, you remember that kicker from Indianapolis? Well, he's got a, a podcast now. And he actually worked for the WWE first and as an announcer. He interviewed Vince... It was a good interview. And Vince accidentally used the phrase, my wife at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Linda McMahon, like, she's she's on the campaign trail with Trump. I think she was part of his cabinet. Was she really? Yeah. I had no idea. Something to do with small business or another. She ran for Senate. Lost. Um, but, yeah, like, she's uh, she's doing political type things now. Interesting. On the Trump side of things, anyway, it's not the first time he's he's been down, you know, controversy's path, and he's always fought his way up because you know he's a natural fighter. But 
in today's society, he couldn't get away with doing that. So he stepped away, probably didn't want to step away, let this thing blow over. The investigation at least found, okay, you know what? Yes, there were sexual relationships. Yes, hush money was paid, but it was his money, not the company's money. And so technically speaking, there was nothing illegal. I don't want to use the term that there was no wrongdoing because, I mean, dude, you're, you're, you're a married man fucking around. That's wrong. Right. Even, even if you, you know, here's the thing. You don't want to be married, get a divorce. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. So, <laughs> for fuck's sake, lad. <laughs> um Bottom line is, you know, he, he, he's with his wife for business reasons, but he's not really with his wife. So he's sleeping around with people in the office and then he's paying them millions of dollars, millions to, to hush him up. Yet they don't stay hushed. So what do you, do you think he gets a refund if they talk? Millions is a lot to you and me, but to him. No, it's nothing. It's he's not, a billionaire yeah. at one point in time. Yeah. I think he lost his billionaire status. Probably when, he, when the XFL ended up going under. <laughs> now The Rock has XFL. Hey, can you imagine if the XFL becomes a success under The Rock? <laughs> you know he's going to troll Vince over that. Well, here's here's the thing. Everything that The Rock touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. And so he owns the XF, XFL. He's owned it for, what, two years now? Yeah. He has, all he's been doing is developing. Yep. I think they're launching this year, though, aren't they? That's a great question. And I think the idea behind it is they're basically going to be a feeder for the NFL. So you got all your college people who are drafted by the NFL. That's a very small number of people. Then there's everything that's left over. Right. That's your XFL. They develop them there. and Okay. Well, it's like the Arena League. Right. Remember with the Arena League? They ended up taken the arena league brought them into the xfl i can only think of one player that's had a successful career in the arena league in the nfl and that's kurt warner kurt warner was one of them there were a couple more there was uh the dude his <laughs> actually he, he was a wide receiver and in the xfl his, it was he hate me i don't remember his name but he ended up doing pretty well in the nfl too yeah, the only one I can remember was Kurt Warner, but I just, you hit the nail on the head. Dwayne Johnson, the guy can't not do anything wrong. <laughs> he just, he he's a walking ATM. Well, I mean, seven bucks production says it all, right? He had $7 in his pocket when he came here from Hawaii, and it was the idea that, he was going to do whatever it took to be successful. I mean, think about when he left um, the WWE and he wanted to go into acting, right? And he became like the next Arnold. Well, the thing was, there was a story out there where he was talking about getting into film, but they weren't, they didn't want him the way he was. They wanted him to change. Yeah, Disney, as a matter of fact, I think. Yeah, they, I think they slimmed him down for like Tooth Fairy. And they, yeah, they wanted him to like, they wanted to him to be totally different. 
And I remember him in an interview saying, no, I'm not doing this. And so that's when he decided to create his own production company and completely said, you know what, if they're not going to let me join them, then I'm going to beat them. And so he's done it. No, he's, he, I enjoy his stuff. <laughs> like I enjoyed his stuff when he was in wrestling. I enjoyed his stuff. Uh, you know, post wrestling and like, you know, even Steph, I think right now is like dabbling in that young rock TV show or whatever. It's on oh, Peacock yeah. or NBC yeah. or whatever. You know, he's not acting in it, but, you know, his fingerprints are all over it. And supposedly it's really good, too. I haven't seen the first episode. I do watch all of his movies, though. And for the most part, his movies are and I'm going to use this phrase entertaining, because when you watch a movie, you want to be entertained. Yeah, you're not looking for the next Forrest Gump. You're not looking for the next Denzel. You're not looking for everything to be like an Academy Award winning experience. You want to suspend disbelief for two, two and a half hours. That's what I want to get out of, you know, watching a movie or whatever. And like with his stuff, you know, he checks all those boxes you know, like when that first one that came out, you know, he was in it for like just a few minutes and half of it was CGI. It was that mummy, mummy returns. Yeah, he was in the mummy returns, but then he did that spinoff scorpion. Scorp- yeah. yeah, based scorpion off of King. a cameo. Yeah. who You tell me who else can do that because he had the following. That's how powerful fucking wrestling is. People want to shit on wrestling. Without wrestling, there's no rock. He's so, got to do all the work. But Vince McMahon gave him the opportunity. Anyway, I digress. You're about to say something. I was trying to think of that film after the Scorpion King. The Rundown? No. Because that was a good movie. Hercules? Hercules came a few years later. Hercules was probably like... It was Hercules, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was like in the 20 teens. That's the one where he bulked up like crazy, like where he's at now. Well, actually, when because you remember he was, you know, buff. I don't want to say bulked up, but he was buff like in, in you know, wrestling. But then he slimmed down. You, you didn't watch wrestling a whole lot. I want to say like in the early 2000s, he slimmed down quite a bit because at that point in time, he's going back and forth between Hollywood and WWE. Yeah, well, I remember like the Tooth Fairy. He wasn't that big in the Tooth Fairy. Same with the game plan. Same with the rundown. Yeah, the game plan. Like he was a badass, but he was not like big and bulky. Yeah. Um, But when he did Pain and Gain, Pain and Gain was when he was... um, Oh, he was already bulked up by then. No, he was bulking up for Pain and Gain as well as Hercules at the time. But I want to say it was either... Journey to the center of the year two or fast five where he really bulked up. And that would have been probably 2010, 11. He did do one comeback tour for the WWF E. Sorry. I'm I'm always going to get that mixed up. And, you know, he was bulk when he came back. As a matter of fact, I was, you know, the show that he returned, it was in Anaheim. I was, I was there. It was freaking awesome. But I want to say Journey 2 or Fast 5 was when he really, really started looking bulky again. And I think Hercules was probably somewhere around 2013, 14. Yeah, because Pain and Gain's 2013. Yeah. 
So let me see what Hercules is. I'm going to say 12, 13, 14. Hercules was 2014. Okay. So Pain and Gain, yeah, it was before that. So Fast Five, that had to have been 2011. Fast Five. Yeah, two th Jesus. Yeah, don't ask me why. Um, that's when he started bulking up again. I don't even know what I had for lunch <laughs> yesterday. And you're sitting here going, oh, uh, 2011. That's 2013. Because it's pointless fucking information that I retain. Pointless. This is not going to serve me in life. Yeah, but if you're on Jeopardy and it has a, <laughs> and when you're on Jeopardy and it's like <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, you're going to be like, bing, God, give me 1,000. I'd love to be on Jeopardy and then have like some WWE. Oh, it'd be all WWE and, and like movies, <laughs> you know, music from, you know, I'd say like 1985 to like 1995. That's my jam. Oh my <laughs> I like stuff before then, but you know, now you're in my brother Michael's territory. Which, uh, hey, he, I guess he's a loyal listener. That's pretty cool. That is fucking awesome. How uh. you doing, brother? Anyway, there's your little shout out for the day. Um, we do need to have him on because you think I'm impressive with like movie and wrestling trivia. You should try to throw him off with some music. We have this game that we play, me, him, and my dad. And it was usually played on a Friday night. Bud Light was generally invited to the party. And... You get enough of those in you, like, you know, you're, you're feeling okay. The game is this. A, a song starts playing. First person to guess it wins. You couldn't beat them. There's a, there's a game like that on um, Amazon, or Alexa does it. And oh, there goes my There Alexa. goes your Alexa. Yeah. So um, I forgot what it's called, but they play a clip of a song. And then you have to guess it against somebody else or yeah. somewhere else in the world. He's unbeatable. I've never lost. I've got to put the two of you together. I've never lost. I don't think he has. This is interesting. Challenge extended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a music guy. I'm. I like music. Um, he's here's the funny I'm thing about him. He's probably my memory doesn't serve me nearly as well as it used to. So I'm. I'm not. Saying that I would not do it, but I have no doubt that I probably won't win. He but. could he could probably do some of the same stuff that I do with wrestling, but probably I would have to guess like eighty five to eighty five to like ninety nine for him. I think after that, like once it starts going downhill, like he'll remember storylines and segments and stuff, but he's not going to remember like the the granular details like that I can remember. But he can he can give me a run for my money in, in wrestling trivia. Totally could. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, to music, I thought my, my dad's pretty good at this game too. I don't know that I ever won. And I like I, I like music. I dig music a lot, especially the music that they like because you know the, the, you know I freaking you know my mom listens to the same music. I grew up with it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I like it too. Um, where Michael has the edge on my dad is like, my dad can't do like the hip hop and the rap. Michael can. Okay. Um, my dad, he can do like country and like, you know, oldies and he can do like classic rock, things like that. Like Michael's just, he's just a, a fucking music encyclopedia. 
That's pretty cool. So I, I cannot wait to see the two of you go at it with this. You know what? It would be I'm very not, entertaining. It's, it's not my strength by far. Um, but you've never lost. I, with Amazon, no. I've never lost on that. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't think I have any talent like that. Although I, I don't know that I consider it talent. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm just saying as far as like memory, remembering stuff like that, or, or even just having like a classification, like you can classify and say, I'm you're damn near an expert with WWE. You yeah. know, I mean, you really are in the sense you're a friggin' expert because you, you know, everything about everything. It's, it's insane. Um, I could deliver a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can build a house with your bare hands. Oh, well, uh, well, okay. So, so you, here's, there here's you go. the difference. That, that you could, have, that could be my challenge. I, I can build a house literally from concrete up. You have talent that will actually get you places. <laughs> I have talent that makes me a fucking party favor. Well, because here's the other end of that equation. I can do a lot of cool shit with computers, too. Not really a big field for that anymore. Oh, there sure is. IT's huge. Not like it used to be. Well, it's still a growing market, my my good sir. I mean, as as much as the world is changing and everything is becoming automated cloud everything's becoming cloud service excuse me always gonna need it yeah well i'm the i guess i'm the it clown of the family and you're the guy that we call whenever you want like some manly work done hey that's only because you won't climb a ladder i'm scared of it i sent you some nice pictures from your roof they were pretty yeah I was happy to look at the picture. I'm not. Your your ladder scares me. Both of them. You've got the Widowmaker, and then you got this little wobble, 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 wobble. Oh, it's not little. It goes 25 feet. Yeah, it's a wobbly wobbler. Oh. Like, you're sitting there just fiddling with this thing, and it's just like, wow, 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 wow. It's like, you know, like a good breeze is going to blow that thing over. Absolutely not. Put it on my roof, and you start scaling up this thing like you're fucking Spider-Man. And I'm just staring at you, and I'm shaking, biting my nails. Like, I hope he doesn't fall. Nah. And you're just, like, scaling the freaking edge, dude. Well, it's really not a big deal. I mean, I was in the construction industry, so I'm used to climbing up on the roofs. Hey, you remember, like, when you were putting the Christmas lights up, my wife comes out. She's like, oh, cool, can I come up there? And I about had a heart attack. She got on like the second or third rung, and I'm like, "Get down there this instant!" Like I got all mad. Did at you her. really? Like, I I wondered what happened if she got scared. No. Did she get I got scared? Mad. You got mad. I did. Oh wow! I was wondering why, because I thought she was coming up. She she was on her way up. I say second or third. She probably made it to like the sixth or seventh. I'm like, all right, that's it. Come down. Because I'm looking at this ladder. It's going wow 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 wow. It's not a masculinity thing. It's not like, well, she can go up there and I can't, then she's more of a man. I, I, I give two shits about masculinity. I don't care. There's things I'm manly with and there's things that I'm sissy with. I don't care. At 42, I don't give a shit. I did not want to see her fall off a ladder. <laughs> yeah, but who's to say she was going to fall off the ladder? Only you, right? 
I mean, as long as she held on to it, three points of contact at all time, she can make her way up the ladder. I know. I was worried, though. I guess it's sweet. Like with you, you like doing this stuff. With her, it was curiosity. And I was like, no getting curious right now. Because, you know. But, I mean, I guess she used to do that, like, you know, with her dad growing up. They used to go on the roof and do Christmas lights. So, think she's she trying to never went on the roof. Did she not? I did it with him every. From the minute I joined that family, him and I did Christmas lights. I think she was reminiscing at the time when she was a little girl. So she probably went up there like one time and it was a good memory and she's wanting Maybe. to relive it. Maybe. Plus, she's a daredevil. Yeah. The freaking woman wants to swim with sharks and jump out of a plane. I enjoyed doing Christmas lights with her dad. That was that was fun. You know what she talked to each other apart all the time. Oh, kind of like with insults. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. It's. I thought I was going to have that with you, but I only ended up climbing the ladder myself and hanging the Christmas lights all. No, I was totally fine just throwing you stuff from the ground level. I'll put put it in a bag, tie it up, and toss it. I'm a good thrower. I got it right to you every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, you got a good rotator cuff. Just the right one. The left one's a little sore. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, if they had an elevator, I'd go up there. (laughs) I just don't want to climb a ladder. If they had stairs, I'd go up there. It's not the height. All right. I'll build you a hot air balloon next time. Uh, Will it have a cage around it? A basket. Well, I need a cage around that basket. A basket will be just fine. Nah, because I've seen Family Matters, and man, that little Urkel fucker, he almost got blown out of one of those. <laughs> family Matters. Yeah. That's, that's what you're going to resort to. Well, yeah, because I went on, there's a, you know when you come off the toll road, like when you're going into Orange County, like I think it's Irvine, you can like see off in the distance, there's like an orange hot air balloon. Do you remember that when no. you go out there? Okay, so it's like you're coming off the toll road about to go on the five freeway. It's uh, it's where the old El Toro Air Base used to be. It's now like a park, right? Okay. They have a hot air balloon there. It's orange hot air balloon. They put like a jack-o'-lantern face on that thing in the fall. It's really cool. I've been in that hot air balloon. Okay. But you're caged in. You're not in a basket. Like, it's a big cage. Like, you can walk around this thing. Been in it. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. There's also a chain... <laughs> tied to the ground and will only go so high. Right, so it's tethered. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely tethered, but you can see ocean to LA to mountains to desert. You can see the um when I was in Knott's Berry, I could see Hollywood sign. That must have been a really clear day. It was uh Cuz really I tell you tall what, ride, it's that one ride that you just go straight up and then they drop you. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So I went on that, and literally, you could see the Hollywood sign from no, there. No, you can you can see you know Marina Del Rey, Santa Monica Pier, if there's no smog. But the thing is, there's always smog. But you went in the fall, right? Yes. Yeah, you're not going to see that. That was the one thing about COVID. I remember 2020, because you know I'm I'm used to making frequent trips out there. But like 2020 happened and like, you know, everybody quarantined. We couldn't go do anything. Everybody's getting all depressed and shit. And so Steph was like, you know what? Go see your mom. So she did this thing where she surprised me. 
Um, oh, is that where uh, you got your face put in the stands at? She did that Dodger, oh, <laughs> Dodger yeah, Stadium. I, yeah, I had That's a card, kind of funny looking. I, I had a cardboard cutout. No, she she took a picture of me in a jersey and said, "Hey, I want to, I want, I want to send this picture to your brother because like her and Michael will text from time to time." Okay. Like, I guess that's her go-to whenever she wants to know what to get me for, like, a birthday or Christmas or something. Or anything, like, Dodger-related. Like, hey, I want to get him this jersey or whatever, you know? Like, what player should I get? And then, like, Michael will tell her. Or, like, hey, you know, the Royal Rumble's coming to Phoenix this time. You want to come join him? Nah, I, you know, you go with him. He'll appreciate the thought. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he helps her out. Okay. Um, But, no, the, I want to say it was, like, the summer... Of 2020, I guess it was. I think it was the summer. Summer, late summer, early fall. Um, she quarantined me. I didn't know she was quarantining me, but she quarantined me. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, but I didn't go to, like, a store. Nothing. For, like, almost two weeks. Reason being is because my mother, who was living with my aunt and uncle at the time, they wanted to, you know, pre they, you know, they're older. <laughs> right. COVID was new. We didn't know enough about it. They're like, you know what? We want to see him, but can you do me a favor? Just make sure he doesn't like, you know, you quarantine him, you know, whatnot. Cause everybody was quarantined. It was all about protecting like the elderly. So she quarantined me. And next thing I know, she's got a, uh, like a suitcase says, here you go, go see your mom. It was like, it was a nice surprise. All I remember is it took me like five hours and 15 minutes to get there because there was nobody on the road. That's insane. Nobody. I've never been on the 91 freeway where there, I've had the whole freeway to myself. I don't care what time of the day it is. It's like when you're coming off the 10 and you go to the 91 right there in San Bernardino before you get to Riverside, it's just stupid. Stupid. It, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning and it's backed up. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. But the cool thing about that because there was no cars on the road, the skies were clear. So you could literally, from my aunt and uncle's house, you can see Catalina. Oh, I've could you I've never really? been able to see Catalina from their house, ever. It's always been too smoggy or too hazy. Huh. Every now and again, like on a clear day, like at nighttime, you can kind of see some of the lights. But like, no, you can like, you can almost make out, it's like, you know, when the moon's really big, you can see like the craters. Oh, yeah. You can almost okay. see the crevasses. <laughs> as I, that guy said in TikTok, the crevasses. You almost see the crevices like in the mountains and whatnot. But, uh, you know, going north, like there's, you know, there is a, a part of the 405 freeway very, very, very briefly. It's around um, wherever, whatever city the, the, the forum and SoFi is at. I forget where the Lakers used to play. That's good. Inglewood. There's a part where it opens up and you can see the San Gabriels, you can see, you know, Hollywood Hills and downtown L.A. and all that stuff. And you can make out Hollywood clear as day. It's the only time I ever remember seeing Hollywood from the 405 freeway hmm. because it is always that smoggy. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounds crazy, but it's not, I guess. We need another pandemic. So the freeways. No, no, no. Don't say that because they're already saying 2020. Four or 20, no, 2025. It's going to be the next pandemic. How do you predict this shit? And Unless it's going to be it. called Sears. S E E 
S E E R S. Like Roebuck and Company? No, 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 no. That's S E A R S. Um, but this is called S E E R S. They're predicting that's going to be the next. So remember, they predicted the coronavirus. Um, it was Bill Gates, actually, who predicted the coronavirus was going to happen. And sure enough, it did. He didn't say what kind of coronavirus, but he said a corona-type virus. Well, I mean, the flu is a coronavirus. Right. So he said there's it was going to be a, a pandemic. So this, this Sears, that's supposed to come out in 2025, um, will supposedly, it, it's going to be a, a, another chest like breathing. I just want to know who the frick is trying to kill us off. I feel like we're main characters in a, in a television series and like somebody's the villain trying to kill us off. Kind of bastard. That's that, that does seem to be how it's turning out. Hey, really quick before you wrap up with your segment. No, no, no. I got something else. Okay. Well, really quick before you have something else. Conor McGregor supposedly is teasing his comeback, and he is teasing his comeback possibly this year, which I'm thinking probably fall. So I read early 2023, and that was back in October that he had said that he was going to come back in early 2023. Have you heard who his potential opponents are? No. So none of this is confirmed. I've got my opinion. I think if it, if it were him, I think he wants Poirier because I I feel like he that there's a wrong he needs to right because you know he took fight one, Poirier took fight two, he knocked him out in fight two, right, and then in fight three he broke his leg. That was the whole your wife's in me DMs. It's not a check. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's where that whole thing happened, right? I think he feels like the universe owes him one on that one, so I think he wants Poirier. If he takes on Poirier and Poirier beats him, he's done. So Dana White, who's in his own hot water right now. Oh, yeah. If he's smart. That nice little Cancun trip of his. Yeah, well, you know, don't hit chicks, but chicks don't hit first if you don't want to be hit back. And I'm not saying either one of them is right. They're both stupid and you shouldn't freaking drink and argue with your spouse. But bottom line is you're only going to hear about his hit you're not going to hear about the first hit thrown and i think they're fine now i think they kissed and made up it's just the world who's not going to forgive him he's going to lose sponsors and everything but don't be a dumbass and hit people when cameras are on you yeah well fuck it friday's right around the corner yeah Uh, did he do one dude did he do a fuck it friday this past friday i'll look i don't think so because wasn't he he was in cancun no that was new year's that was new year's yeah I'll look. Let's see if he did one. If not, he's hiding from the world. Either way, he's still running UFC. I don't see Dana White letting Connor fight Poirier simply because there's a good chance Connor's going to lose. And Dana probably wants to extract as much cash as he can out of Connor before he's out of his prime. And I think he's already out of his prime. So. Here is the list of potential opponents for Connor. Uh, never heard of this first one, Jorge Masvidal or whatever. Huh. He is a welterweight, which Connor did say he was going to be welterweight. That could be somebody 
you know, if, if you're looking to give Connor a potential easy win, I guess you can give him that. But, you know, I think Dane also has to look on the flip side of that. Um, what if this guy beats Connor? Then, you know, Connor's career is over. Right? Uh, the next one on the list, this is, you know, the, you know, ranked from one to six. I'm going, you know, working my way backwards. Fifth most likely is Dustin Poirier, which is, I think, who Connor wants. But, again, if you're Dana White, do you give that fight away? Because, they're, you know, Dustin's fighting some of his best fights. And there's a pretty you know good, how big of a draw that's going to be? It'd be a huge draw. But huge draw. It'd be a one-rounder. Wow. I don't I mean, see Connor coming out of it. Yeah, but have you seen Connor lately? Yeah, but he'd need to slim down. Because, I mean, Poirier's not going to bulk up. He did not do a fuck it Friday. He didn't? No. Yeah, so he's hiding from the world. No, he's not hiding because he actually addresses the issue. Oh, okay, good. Dana White speaks out on uh, altercation with his wife. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I mean... Bottom line, it he's was, not it, hiding, but looks like it was had, a private. Looks like he had Patty do one on. Oh no, that's early in December. Yeah, hold on to that, Patty. Either way, you know, good for Dana for you know coming out and taking it head on. Um, like I said, the, the video I saw, like she lay way laid into him, and like he gave her an open hand, like slap to the cheek. I'm not saying either one of them right; they're both wrong. Wait, he pulled a Will Smith. No, nah, Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. This looked like to me, and I'm not demeaning the punch or the slap. It was wrong. But like this looked like I think he was I think he was trying to get her attention, but I think his emotions got the best of him. Cause like it was not like a rare back and slap. It was like a that. Well, not who, right. Who was it? Sean Connery said that you need to smack your women to keep them in line. My wife would kick my ass if I slapped her. Did you ever see that video? No. Yeah, he was being interviewed, and he's like, it's okay sometimes just to kind of give him a little slap just so you keep them in line. Do you believe that? Well, you know how Sean Sean Connery talked. Sometimes you have to give them a smack. Sometimes you need to just give them a smack. Yeah, but sure, Warwood, do you believe that logic? You fucking don't. Don't no, even I like don't, you don't. do. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to pause just to see what your reaction would be. Because I fucking know how you really feel about that. Anyway. <laughs> bottom line, I don't see Poirier being the guy, although it would be a good draw. We'd have to do it at my house. We'd have to. My God, could you imagine? That would be a good night. Anyway, I don't know. I've got more alcohol at my house. It's true. We could do it at your house. Um, I think that's the the fight that Connor wants. I don't necessarily believe that's the fight Dana White wants. Uh, number four on the list, Rafael Dos Anjos. Eh, maybe. That could be, again, another one of those, let's just feed him somebody. Kind of like what they did with the cowboy. Remember when they fed him the cowboy? Yeah. Cowboy, badass guy, fighter, but he'd already kind of passed his prime. They needed to give Connor a legitimate win, so they fed him to the Cowboy. Um, number three, which I think is a far fetch, but they got this as the third most likely, Nate Diaz. Because right now, those guys are tied one for one. I yeah. think that's the fight that 
Dana wants. Yeah, that's probably the fight Dana wants. I don't know if I I thought Nate was leaving. I thought Nate was leaving UFC. I think he did leave UFC. And I think he tried to launch or invest in another promotion. I don't know which which one. But, you know, supposedly Sonnen's out there on his podcast saying that there is a very good likely chance that this is the fight that they see. I don't see it, but I bet you if Dana White had his way, that'd be the fight that he'd have. And that would be, I don't think that'd be as big of a draw as the Poirier one. No, Poirier would be way bigger, especially because of the drama that happened on the last one. Yeah, that would be the biggest moneymaker. Second most likely on the list, which to me seems like the most likely one, Patty. Mm. But the only thing about that. Patty's a skinny little dude, though. Yeah, so Connor would have to slim down. Way down. That so when I heard he's coming back, he's coming back as a welterweight. So then that makes it more likely that it's going to be against that one dude, Jorge Masvidal. Or. It could be what they're predicting to be the the most likely fight is against Chandler, Michael Chandler. That's a welterweight. Okay. So he was a Bellator guy. He was a Bellator darling, but he was um, he was a lightweight there. So I know he's bulked up. I don't know if he's bulked up to welter. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. It looks like he did. Hmm. So, I don't know. What's your prediction? I say it's going to be Patty. I say they're going to see if they can't get Connor to slim down, have him bulk up. I don't know. I don't, uh, it re- you know, it really doesn't matter. Connor's just, th- that guy creates so much buzz. It doesn't matter who he fights. He's almost untouchable to the point where it doesn't matter if he loses. No, what's insane is what happens to Vegas when he comes in there. Yeah. Like he takes over the town. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, like I don't think people care if he wins or loses. No, they really don't. It's just if that he if he's he got loses, the entertainment factor. Yeah, if he loses against somebody, like you know, he, you can lose against a Diaz, you can lose against a Poirier, you lose against one of these other guys. Dana almost can't rebook him. He then he's almost got the CM Punk bite. They brought in Punk with all that buzz. He lost his first one in like twenty seconds against Mickey fucking Gall. Yeah. And then they brought him back for that second fight, which was a little bit better. And I think it went decision. But there was like a lot of buzz around CM Punk. And I mean, dude sold some pay-per-views. But, um, you know, they haven't booked him since. Yeah. They'll never book him again, probably. Because, I mean, at this point, I think he's like 43, 44. I don't think they want to revisit, you know, who's the dude with the cauliflower ears? Couture. Oh. I don't think they want to revisit that. There's quite a few guys that have cauliflower ear. Well, Couture's are very defined because Couture's the guy that Brock Lesnar ate up. Yeah. It, it, you know, here you got like, you know, a prize fighter and then like Brock gobbled him up and now he's just in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say Patty would be my first guest or Chandler would be my second guest. But Connor does have a lot of pool. He's he's going to push Poirier hard. I think Dana's going to push Diaz hard. Oh, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, for sure. 
Anyway. All right. So I did something today. Yeah. Yeah. I decided I wanted to, uh, I wanted Christmas to be, uh, once a month. <laughs> oh boy. Are you no, going to be putting up lights in a tree? No, 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 no. So, um, I'm having, have you ever seen the, uh, bespoke post? What? It's called bespoke B E S P O K E bespoke post. Yes, I have. So they send you a box every month. It's like $50 and, uh, they send you a box. Basically you get the option. Like they'll email you and say, Hey, your box is coming up. Right. Okay. And this is what we're going to send you. And you can either accept it or deny it. And they will let you look at other boxes that they have available. Right. Um, and you can look at those boxes. And if one tickles your fancy, you say, okay, I want this one instead. And they send you that one. Okay. Okay. So I was like, this is pretty cool. I think I'm going to do it for a year. <laughs> and so I signed up for it. It's like beef jerky and shit. So my first box is on its way. Well, actually, I think it, hold on. It gets, they already told me, um, I get the dram box. That's what it's called. Uh, and my dram box, the very first box that I'm getting is coming with, what is the details? It's um, basically learning your way around whiskey. Oh. Yes. So they're giving me two um, ice molds for around ice. Dude, do you have a skull-shaped ice mold? I wish. But they're also giving me two cocktail glasses. Nice. A book that's a field guide of whiskey. And then, I don't know what this is. Um, but I, I think it's just different ways of making some whiskey. See, like, there's the molds. Dude, those are cool. Yeah. But how do you and, get it out? And then the field guide whiskey. It's a book. So I, I guess there's probably a lot of recipes in there, right? So I'm kind of... I know that's different from bourbon because I think bourbon, it just, it's like a matter of how much corny or whatever. Like I, I don't I think, think it's, it's to thing. make your own whiskey. I think it's just different cocktails gotcha. that you can make with it. So, I, you know, like old-fashioned, that kind of stuff. So I think, um, I think it's going to be kind of cool. So this is... I did this, and then they actually have... <laughs> I tried to add this on. I hope I get it. I don't know, but they have this flame. See this? It's like it's like a little fire pit for the inside so of your you can, house. Yeah, but you can probably smoke with that. The um, like, like if you were making like an old fashioned or a Manhattan, you smoke the glass with that. I bet, huh? Possibly. I don't know what you use in this thing, um, but supposedly it burns clean. And you just put it on your counter, and it's like a conversation piece, kind of. Oh, it's so it's just a little, it's literally like a, a fire pit. Literally like a little concrete fire pit. Yeah, well, that ain't going to smoke a glass, but that'd be really cool. No, but they do have things where uh, that's one of the boxes is for you to be able to smoke your glass and stuff like that. Like, they've got some really cool stuff. So I just thought I'd give it a shot and see what it's like. You know, I, I don't know. I'll probably do it for three, six months, and if it's cool, I'll continue through <laughs> the year. If not, then we may have to hit them up for some potential sponsors. I think this is a really cool idea. Um, like I said, it's 50 bucks a month, but you get the equivalent of like $70 worth of shit every month. So it's really kind of neat. And I like the way that they do it. So 
if you don't like any of the boxes, you can skip your month and they won't bill you. Okay. But if you like the box or you wanted like you like the box that they're going to send you, then you it just gets sent out, right? Or if you're like, no, I don't care for it, you can look at the other ones that they have available. It's almost like a man crate type thing, huh? It, it really is. And they just, every month, they send you an email and say, this is what we got. This is what's going to be sent to you. And they ask you questions because I went through, they're like, you know, do you, do you want clothes? And I'm like, hell no, I don't want clothes, <laughs> right? But you want kitchen stuff. So, so there's a screening process to this. Gimmick. Oh yeah. They're like, do you, do you like kitchen gadgets and stuff? And oh, hell yeah, I yeah. do. You know, cause they have like Damascus knives and stuff like that. So I was like, this is really cool. And then like the whiskey thing, I was really kind of surprised that was going to be the first option. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll take that. So we'll see. I mean, every, that's something at least every month we can talk about. We will unbox and talk about that at least once a month on no, on that our sounds podcast. really cool. I I have a request off topic. Okay, I want to be added to your last will and testament. <laughs> Why? I want your pans. <laughs> you said kitchen gadgets and gizmos, <laughs> and it made me think of your pans. You know what? I'll be honest. I think I, in my kitchen, there's. Yeah, there's two things that are, are worth money. And my <laughs> pans are one of them. My pots and pans. And the KitchenAid? Not the KitchenAid. Oh, that little juicer? The, the Vitamix. Blenders. Yeah. I've got a professional Vitamix with a lid over it, so that thing is quiet as hell. So we have the KitchenAid. Um, what else do we have? We have we have a nice set of knives. Like, yeah. We always kind of like, we never got the cheapest set of knives and we never got the most expensive we always kind of went middle of the road yep you know i mean you know 100 120 bucks on a set no she she went out about a month ago and it was you know one of the christmas presents we got for ourselves yeah i it was a surprise to me but she got a good set of knives i'm like okay this is great and we have the ninja juicer okay but I think our pans came from freaking Amazon or whatever. Sure. I want some freaking hex clads. <laughs> Dude, those hex clads. Here we go. I mean, I could be a salesman for them. Honestly, they're the best pans I've ever used. Ever. They're absolutely amazing. And they're not joking when you say that you can use metal utensils on them. And it won't scratch. They're not kidding. They're not kidding. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. And I mean, the fact that you can, you can say sear your steak, right? It you, sears the steak. You can sear the steak and then take the whole freaking pan and steak and throw it in the oven. Up to because they're good up to five hundred degrees. I do that with my cast iron. The problem is it smokes up the whole house. Yeah, these things are amazing, dude. And then they're non-stick, so it's and you don't have to coat them like, like you do, um, or you don't have to uh, season season them. I mean, it, you first do when you first get them. Yes, you got to put some oil on them and stuff. What do you season them with? Just oil. Like I mean, I used avocado. I used avocado okay. oil. Yeah, and like if I were to cook something in it, I usually throw a little bit of avocado. So you oil wash them by hand? No, you can throw them in the dishwasher, bro. What? Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's probably. Can I ask you a personal question on the podcast? Okay. How big is your set and how much did it cost? <laughs> you want to know what my favorite pan is? The walk. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. That I actually walk have a walk and I use that thing quite a bit, but it's not a hex clad. It's a hex clad walk and it is amazing because I make orange chicken for my girls. Right. And that thing's just perfect. I mean, I sit there like I'm a chef that's over at Panda Express. No, I, I watched you cook a grilled cheese one time and you reminded me of me cooking a grilled cheese because when I cook a grilled cheese, I don't go get Wonder Bread and Kraft Singles, dude. Uh, no, we get like a good loaf of sourdough. We'll get like some block cheese that we'll shred on there and, you know, use like, you know, a layer of butter on one side, a layer of mayonnaise on the other side, some Parmesan cheese to top it. Like my grilled cheese, you can sell in freaking Vegas at like a yeah. high end steakhouse. That's how I am, too. I saw you do that one time in a hex clad and I was like. fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, those those pans, those pans are there's something else. They really are. How big was the set? I'm trying to think. I've got yeah, saucepan. You got no. A, I have two saucepans. Two saucepans. Two small and a big fryer. Right. Yeah, a small fryer, big fry. Well, fryer. You mean like a lower, skillet? Yeah, skillet kind of. Yeah. So I got a small one. And actually, do I have three? No, I think I have two. And then I have a pot. Like the okay. big, yeah, the court or whatever that thing's called, and then the walk. I think that's it. How much did I put you back? I want to say, I'm gonna say 800 bucks, somewhere around 800 bucks. And I bet you'd do it again, wouldn't you? Oh, in a heartbeat, yeah, they're worth their money in weight. I mean, really, the fact that you can. Everything that you want to do with a pan, you can do. I'm probably going to be replacing my pans this year, next year. We replace them every few years, but I'm going to... Don't, man. Just keep them until you can save up enough money to buy the hex clad. I Seriously. want freaking hex clads. That's the only... As far as I'm concerned, that's the only, My son cooks quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's used those pans more than I have, to be honest. And he, he loves sw- them the same. He swears by them. He's like, these are the best damn things that he's ever touched in his life. Yeah, I like them. I like them a lot. You, so anyway. you, need to, you know what? You need to come over here and make me some dinner. <laughs> hey, no, if you, if you give them a try, I, I guarantee you you're sold. I want to make you a grilled cheese. Yeah. And I think I want to, I want to try some rice. Just standard jasmine rice. Because I want to make a pot of rice where I don't have like a bottom layer of just stuck on rice. Because I don't like to add oil. Okay. And I don't cook my rice at a high heat. I don't understand why they stick. The only thing I can think of is quality of the pan. And like we spent money on these pans. They're not cheap. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, when I was m- married, I guess you could say, <laughs> Um we ended up investing a lot of money in stainless steel pans. Yeah. And these things are supposed to be amazing and so, like, you know, perfect. They sucked ass. They really did. Yeah. But one thing I'll say about my pans that I have is they haven't warped. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But have you ever held these things? Yeah. 
Have you? Yeah. They're they're heavy, bro. Yeah. These things no, like I, I, I these things are great for if somebody breaks into your house. You're literally gonna knock their ass out. It's not as heavy as cast iron, but it's definitely right in right in the middle. So you don't remember this, but I remembered it for you. I remember the like the first time I set foot in your house because you you've lived here what six months since uh, July. Since July. Yeah. So there's two things that you wanted to show me. This is before the tour. Is for here's my backyard. Here's my upstairs. This is my room. This is it. no. I walk in the house because it's a house, right? You have a nice house, but at the end of the day, it's a house, right? You first thing you showed me was your pants. The second thing you showed me was your liquor. Yeah, <laughs> 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 because you know we. we you didn't have these pans at your previous home and you didn't have that much liquor at your previous home. I had nothing at the previous and home. And I mean, to be fair, you know, we joke a lot. We make it sound like, you know, we're a couple of lushes. We're really not. We enjoy to sip on a beverage or two. But the thing is, like, that's one of the first things that he did when he got his own place. Like, you know what? I want fucking options. And yeah. by God, you gave yourself some. I, I have a lot of options now. And I mean, you see that closet. That thing's pretty well stocked. Yeah, we need to make you a a bar or a, a cabinet, a nice one. You know what? It, 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 I would make myself a bar if I didn't have my two kids living with. Well, if I didn't have my kids. Yeah. Right? What about a cabinet with like a lock? Possibly, but I don't know where the hell it would go. That's where my Christmas tree goes, bro. But it ain't, it's only Christmas like one month out of the year. Yeah, I know. You can move that fucker over there. Yeah, I guess. I should actually make it myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a project. <sighs> my car's still a project. It's not done. Yeah, how's that coming, by the way? Got my business. That's a project. Hasn't even started Got this yet. podcast. That's a project. Yeah. And I'm working. And I'm taking care of kids half of the week and trying to clean a house and yeah this is our first week recording with you being back to work oh god yeah and i'm looking at the time and i'm just thinking you got to work tomorrow yeah. i don't think we're gonna get to fight tonight uh yeah probably not yeah i'm looking at the time anyway i that was my fault i i threw you off topic because i wanted to be added to your last will and testament for your pots and pans that's funny You'll have to fight my kids for those. <laughs> and actually, I wouldn't be surprised if I died Leave tomorrow. Leave them the money. They can buy their own. No, here's a funny thing. Honestly, I think if I died tomorrow, I think Josh would run down here and he'd grab those pans and run. <laughs> Hide run them for the freaking... <laughs> he would take them and throw them in the back of his car and he'd probably like... I don't know bolt. what happened to dad's pots and pans, guys. That's right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, for fuck's sake, Josh, the body's not even cold yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he might even take the vacuum, too. He likes my vacuum. Oh, the little robot gimmick? Yeah. We were looking at one of those robot gimmicks with the mop option. That's what mine has. You want to know what happened? We found another vacuum that we absolutely love. And it's, I want to say it's Eureka or Bissell, one of those two. Yeah was not expensive, but it has a long cord and it will suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Picks up everything. 
for our hardwood floor mopping options, we got the Bissell Crosswave. And I mean, that thing, that thing's awesome. But like just for general vacuuming, I think we spent 35 bucks on this vacuum. Fucking awesome. As opposed to that $629 robot that we were looking at. <laughs> We bought two of them, one yeah. for upstairs, one for down. <laughs> yeah, but I like the robot because literally I'll I'll end up leaving and then I just hit the app on my phone and that thing takes off. And when I leave, I know that it has just vacuumed up the whole house. Now, usually on a Saturday, I'll, ha- I'll, I'll have it mop. I'll put the mop option on there, throw some water in there and let it go ahead and mop. Um, but otherwise, I mean... It's great. Just hit the button and let it go. Grip it and rip it. That's right. Shoot. I'm sorry I cut you off mid-segment, but... Um, it's all good, man. Oh. What else did you want to talk about? Um, What else did I have? I don't remember. I don't know. Weren't you going to try to crack me again? Oh. Oh, sounds dirty, but it's not. He's going to try to crack me, folks. All right, let's try and do this. Let me... Uh, he cracked me last week with the Conor McGregor alien invasion trash talk. That was awesome. All right. I'm a little tired right now, so we'll see how much of a laughing mood I'm in. Give it to me, big boy. Okay, I'll do this. You may say this to your friend who has a busy mouth, as they have a whole lot to say. Okay. Okay. That's a mouthful. Sounds kind of dirty. It can. Well, definitely can be dirty. But it's not. It's a mouthful. I did not crack. No, you didn't. No, I don't have any other. Oh, oh no. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the only one I got. <laughs> you were about to say something else. Well, I saw something else. Oh. (laughs) You know, I saw something else and I went, oh, no. No. But that's fine. Oh, well. So this was one of our longer episodes and we talked a lot about sports and sports entertainment. Uh, Not as many funny jokes, but hey, that's that's what we are. We are a diverse podcast, guys. Um, We will be dropping a bonus episode this week. Matter of fact, the bonus episode will have already dropped by the time this one drops. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep those coming the best we can. Um, I'm guessing the bonus episodes are probably going to be a thing that's few and far between. At least until, uh, you know, Mr. Warwa here can, you know, kind of stabilize his whole work to sleep ratio. Outside of that, Sean. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit. Wait. Ready? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, here we go. I come in a lot of different sizes. Sometimes I drip a little. If you blow me, it really feels good. What am I? Ron Jeremy? (laughs) A nose. Ah, well played. (laughs) Well played. That sounds dirty. (laughs) Sounds really dirty. All right. But it's not. No. All right. Oh, I got to tell you something. So, growing up, we had a uh, we had a secret word, you know, amongst uh, you met my cousin John. Yes. And then, you know, you're getting to know my brother Michael. 
Right. And then, you know, he had a couple other friends. He had a secret word. That word is skume. S-C-U-M-E. Scum. Skum. Take the E away and it's scum. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to introduce this word to the world because we have this little segment, sounds dirty but it's not, that even on weeks when we don't have the segment, we still have a lot of sounds dirty but it's not. Oh, yeah. Or that's what she said. Or things like that. Skum is a word that you would use in its place. It's like, oh, that's really hard, skum. Oh, that's dripping wet, skum. Understand? Somebody says, oh, that's dripping wet. Just say skum. I want to introduce this word to the world, and I want to get a t-shirt made of it. Skum could be used in place of, that's what she said. It could be used in place of, sounds dirty, but it's not. But I want to put this word on the map because I grew up with it. We're going to start using it on this podcast. You're going to start using it on the podcast. Oh, you're going to get using it too. You'll like it better than gimmick. I I don't like gimmick. And that's why I don't use it. You say I do, but I don't use it. You used it. I've never. I swear to God. Never used it. I swear to God. But remember. Because I can't stand that Let's practice right now with skew. You know, how about I give you another one? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Skew. No. You stick your pole inside me. You tie me down to get me up. I get wet before you do. What am I? Skew. Skimmy. Skew. You feeling okay over there? I'm I'm just trying to get the word out there. I'm going to get it trending on Twitter. You need me to say this again? Yeah. You stick your pole inside me. Mm-hmm. You tie me down to get me up. I get wet before you do. What am I? Riddle me this, Fred. Is it an object? Or is it a person? (laughs) I'm not going to say either. Let your mind go crazy. What do you think? Yeah. I get wet before you. You stick your poles inside me. Uh Poles? Stick your pole inside me. Pole or poles? Could be one, could be two, could be three. Sky. Could be multiple. Right? You tie me down to get me up. I get wet before you do. A tent. Yeah. Very good. good. Thank you. I did that without the help of the Google machine. Yeah, that's not too bad. So anyway, so back in the day, there was a Viagra was a sponsor for NASCAR. Yeah, really? The number six car. It was a hard car to beat. I was going to say it probably was a stiff competition. Skew. All right. So you understand how that works? (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) say it was a hard car to beat i thought the stiff competition was pretty good skim (laughs) are we gonna edit that out like all 400 of them that you've said nope for fuck's sake yep no we're gonna that's my brother michael's word this is his contribution to our podcast we're gonna put that word on the map and the day that I say it, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Well, you'll be saying it within the next week. Watch. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We are the two loose screws. That is Sean. I am Chris. And he will be using the word skume by week's end. Negative. And we are out. See y'all.